The EP Podcast. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found. And always at theeppodcast.com. And bellying up to the nine-foot homemade oak bar. Pour yourself a cold one. My name is Chris. You are listening to the EP Podcast. And this is your Football Friday edition. Yeah, sure. We do an EP podcast each and every week, 30 minutes of good. It comes out every Monday. It's on demand. It's got everything going on in Evergreen Park. It's got interesting people that we talk to and places that we go. But on Fridays, actually technically Thursday afternoons to give people a chance to listen to it, on Fridays we have Football Friday with head coach Jerry Verdi of the Evergreen Park Mustangs who are 2-0, and finishing off their non-conference games and looking towards a conference game against Oak Lawn that is definitely a rivalry game. We're going to talk to the coach here in just a moment and break down some of the things going on this weekend in and around Evergreen Park. But first, let me tell you about our proud sponsors, the First National Bank of Evergreen Park. They invest in the Evergreen Park community. After all, they love this area as much as you do. Plus, with their total access checking account, you get free ATMs nationwide and a $300 bonus with qualifying activities. Paired with their mobile banking tools and award-winning customer service, switch to the true community bank. It has never been easier. Start banking locally today at bankevergreenpark.com slash 300. $100 required to open. No minimum monthly balance or monthly maintenance fees. Must use link to apply. Member FDIC. This weekend is going to be big in the EP after the football game we're talking about very soon. On Friday night, Saturday has memories to go the big Village-wide garage sale, Yukich Field, 89th and Kedzie. Get on out there. It goes on rain or shine. There's indoor and outdoor areas. It kicks off at 9 and it goes until 2 p.m. And then later on that afternoon, you're going to smell it all day long, especially up and down 95th Street. The big MHR barbecue bash rib smoking competition will be going on. I'm participating myself. Stop by and see me. Around 50 competitors smoking ribs in a competition, and you eat the rewards. 25 bucks at the gate. You walk in, you eat all the ribs that you can. Live music, BYOB, 21 and over event, one of the premier events every year here in the EP, and it really welcomes fall to Evergreen Park and the surrounding area. Make sure you find my tent, Lanuti's on 99th, Stop by and say hi. And a quick reminder to vehicle sticker renewals are due September the 15th. You can get online, go by mail, do it in person, but the 15th is when they must be displayed. There is no additional fee to renew online. Go to the Village website. And also remember, the EP Farmer's Market continues each and every Thursday from 7 a.m. until 1 p.m., Yukich Field, 89th and Kedzie, all throughout the month. We've been featuring trips to the Farmer's Market the last couple of weeks on the EP Podcast. If you missed any of those episodes, make sure you go back and listen on demand anywhere podcasts can be found and always at the EPPodcast.com. Make sure you subscribe, too. You don't want to miss an episode. We have so much coming up. We've got all kinds of Oktoberfest you heard about it recently. We're going to be at an Oktoberfest on October the 1st at Open Outcry. Our good friend John Brand is having his first ever big event. It's going to be huge. 
Indoor, outdoor, and rooftop, live bands, big giant beer steins, the works. And the week after that, Evergreen Park is having their village-wide Oktoberfest. We're going to be at that as well. And we have a ton of guests and features and trips that we're doing. And they're all planned in September and October and beyond. Don't miss a thing. Subscribe through any podcast player or at the EPPodcast.com. Head coach Jerry Verdi is next on Football Friday with the EP Podcast. Building relationships, supporting the community, and service. These are the things that Country Financial stands for. They're more than just an office you may pass by as you drive through Evergreen Park. They're neighbors who lend a helping hand and support the fabric of your community, including charitable organizations, sports, financial education, and civic organizations. And since Country is already your neighbor, they want to get together and chat. Call your local country financial representative, Mike Thauer, today at 708-425-1559 to talk about the things that are important to you and how he can help you protect them. Joining us on the line right now, welcome back for yet another weekend, another Football Friday here on the EP Podcast, head coach of the Evergreen Park Mustangs, Coach Jerry Verde. How are you, Coach? I'm good, Chris. You you guys, you went nuts. 49-8 against Carver. Both away games, a combined score of 89-8. Right now, you're a juggernaut. Well, um, we, we, played, we played relatively well last Friday, and and uh, you know Carver struggled in some aspects, and and um, so we were able to uh, be very successful um, with uh, with some of the plays that we were running, and we had a lot of you know big games on Friday night, you know big plays, and and um, you know that's reflected that's reflected in the score because it was it was it was like forty two to nothing at halftime, and and um, you know and that's with us trying to be a little bit conservative there at the end of the the second quarter and not, you know, make something, you know, seem uh, to be disrespectful or, or running it out. That's interesting to me because, you know, there's a lot of schools of thought on that. And I'm curious what your mindset is because you're up by that huge score. I mean, like you said, 42, nothing at half. So you're only going to put up seven points. You actually get outscored in the second half, eight to seven. Like you're, you're being conservative and you're probably empty in your benches and you don't want to embarrass the other team. It, it does it become a thing where the you're you're looking to see if the other coach gets it that you're taking your foot off the gas? Do you expect him to do the same thing? Is there any reasoning why anybody should run up a score? Or in your mind, once I've once I've won this fight, as long as they understand that we're not going to embarrass uh, the other side, uh, then I'm I'm okay with not doing it as well. There's 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 no official rules for it, but. In 16 years of being a head coach, we've got some unwritten rules that at least I've always gone by. And first and foremost is you always play the first half. You know, you get through the first half regardless of what the score is. You know, depending on what the depending on what the score is, you might limit your passing, of course, at the end of the end of the of the second quarter. But you play the first half. Starters play the first half because they need the experience. They need to keep getting better. And then um, you know, once that that the magic number in Illinois high school football is 40. Once you're up by 40 points, it's a running clock. And, and uh, once the running clock hits, um, you know, it, you're pretty much open to do, you know, whatever you need to do as far as getting some, 
some other players in, giving them some opportunities and, and uh, even getting in some positions, you know, you give a chance for, you know, someone who's maybe like a third string to, to get a shot at, at playing, but um, no one really wants to run up the score in Illinois. There's really no point to running up the score. Um, it's, it's, it's really very rarely ever comes down to any kind of a points issue in, in any kind of category. Um, so, you know, running up the score is, is, is not good for your team. It's not good for the other team either. And, and, and no coach, no, no school, no, no program wants to get a reputation of that because, you know, Karma can come back and get you. And, um, you know, I've, I've stood on both sidelines and, and seen both things, both things happened. And I've also been on both, you know, both a sideline where maybe the score is run up a little bit and, and you don't forget those things and, and you don't want to, you don't want to be that team that that other team never forgets. So you try to do things the right way. Hypothetical for you, though. Let's say it's by some weird instance. You take your foot off the gas, and I go out there and run a couple of trick plays and then an on-sign kick afterwards like I'm going to come back. You would immediately go right back to your starters then, right? Possibly, yes, um, depending on what's going on, if, it, if it's if it's like this, the sky is falling. But once again, when you really, really empty the benches, that's going to be when the running clock is going um, for, for most of us. And, and especially when you see the, you know, you're starting a second half even with in that, in that scenario. Now, if we're up by like 28 points and we're starting the second half, our starters are still in because 28 points, although it seems like a lot is four scores. And it's not all that crazy to imagine a scenario, like you said, where, you know, two quick scores and an onside kick, and now all of a sudden they have the ball and they're within two scores. You know, that's a game that potentially could you could lose, uh, especially if the, if the players on the sideline have already kind of checked out of the game. You know, so it, it is kind of tricky at times, but but for the most part, when you're up by by that much at, at by halftime, it's it's it, and you know that the second half, the running clock's going to be going, and and the running clock never ends. You know, once once it starts, you it doesn't get shut off. So, even if a team scores once or twice, it's it's not the end of the world. So, who's your player of the game in this game? Uh, you, you you scored a lot of points. I'm sure you got a lot of big performers, but do you have one that you you want to feature this week? Well, it'd be re- it'd be easy for us to say once again that you know the offensive line played great and they provided the holes and everything else like that, and they did. They played well. But uh, this week, I really would say that our, our player of the game would be our quarterback uh, offensively, Dijon uh, Feliciano, because um, he, he managed the game very well in that in that first half, um, and he was very efficient. He was he completed five passes out of seven attempts for almost 200 yards and three touchdowns. So um, that's it. Doesn't get much more uh, efficient than that, and you know, for for any you know. True, true football fan out there that 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 plays fantasy football and is always talking about quarterback ratings and things like that. You know, we have that stat in our in our um, in our computer for that, and it's uh, his his computer his uh, quarterback rating was three twenty one for wow. the game. So <laughs> yeah, so you know, you talk about efficiency and things like that. He did a really nice job. You know, getting the ball to the receivers that that that, that he needed to get it to, and and. Um, you know that that was, that that made a big difference. Those those were the big scores for us. It was it was more on those long passing plays this week. We did break a long run. Uh, Antonio Clay Jones had a had a 57 yarder for a touchdown. But um, when it's all said and done, Dijon really played well and 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 was able to get it done.
So now you're going to start some conference play. Eisenhower's outscored opponents 92-6. to You guys 89-8. Then you got a bunch of them in the middle. And I see Richards all the way at the bottom outscored 79-8. But they played Morgan Park and Marist. Do you look at the standings and have an idea of what you're going to run into now over the rest of the season? Or do you sit there and say, well, it depends on who they played. Let's wait until we actually see them one game at a time. Well, it's funny you mention that. As a, as a coach, you can waste a lot of time trying to analyze the, the, the beginning of a football season in your conference because it's so much is dependent on who your opponents were and, and um, you know, what, what went on in those games. And, and there's, there's a ton of things you're just never going to know. But, you know, you take Richards, for instance. They're a very good football team this year. They, they really are. Um, but they played two of the better teams in the entire state of Illinois, so now they're sitting at 0-2. And uh, just talking about us, um, you know, our first two opponents, um, you know, are, aren't going to be the quality of opponents that we're going to see in conference. So uh, how much do you really learn about us with those first two games? Well, we know who our playmakers in are and, and things like that. But, um, you know, we're not battle-tested yet. There's that that that, that football catchphrase and, and um, you know, we're in for a challenge this, this Friday night because we're going to be playing a, a, a good Oakland team. But as you go up and down the conference, it's, a lot of it's dependent on who your opponent was, you know, and uh, obviously um, some of the teams that, that aren't sitting at 2-0, you know, had more of a challenging uh, initial schedule, to say the least. So let's get to Oaklawn. This is your first home game of the year. You got to be excited to get in front of your home fans. Plus, it's Oaklawn. And I think I remember you talking about this last season. Uh, your boys get up for Oak Lawn. They, they know some of these kids back and forth on a personal level. Uh, this is a suburb that is right up against Evergreen Park, and this is a rivalry game. Am I wrong? No, it's, it's definitely a rivalry game, and it's, 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 it's a nice rivalry game. You know, it, it's a lot, of the, a lot of the guys, as you said, on the team, no players they're playing, you know, on Oak Lawn. As you go through youth sports, whether it's basketball, baseball, football, you know, with 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 uh, Oakland and, and EP, you know, these are kids they've been competing uh, against for a long time, or even in some cases, depending on the leagues that they were in, were even playing with, you know, when it was all said and done. So they do know each other. Um, you know, I, when it comes to us in Oakland, my experience, and this is. We didn't play them in that uh, weird COVID season, but this will be the sixth time since I've been hit. It doesn't matter what the records are. It doesn't matter if it was the first game, if it was like last year, week nine. Um, it's always going to be a battle. It just is, you know. And and even if one team was on, you know, was eight zero and the other team was zero and eight, I guarantee it would still be a good game, you know. And um, and that's and that's fun and that's exciting. And, um, you know, we've had some really, really good games versus them, you know, over the years. And uh, I know it's definitely a game that our that our players look forward to and, and are excited to play. I've seen it before where, um, let's say, my own son, when he plays hockey, he sees, like, you know, a couple of kids that he knows from school or from the neighborhood, but they're on a different team. He hits harder. He skates faster. It's, like, <laughs> obvious because he's going to see them later, right? I mean, is that what you see right. when these two teams get together? Like, you see guys that, like, that up their game, right? Yeah, yeah, you know, if you're playing against somebody you know, that they're not going to forget, and you're going to talk about it later, and and you don't want to end up on the, the short side of that game. So uh, there are instances, I'm sure, where, where some of the guys, you know, you, they're always playing hard on, on, on game night, but 
where, um, you know, maybe they're just thinking about it a little bit more, especially when you look on, on the other side of the ball and, and there's your, your friend or acquaintance or whoever that might be. So tell me a little bit about this Oaklawn team. What can we expect, especially for those that are going to be heading out to watch you guys live 7 p.m. on Friday night, the ninth here? Well, uh, they're a good team. They, uh, they've they really rebounded well. Uh, last year, you know, it was us week nine. Um, they were four and four, and they were playing for the playoffs, and, and we ended up on top of, of that game, and, and uh, that was a very, very close game. It really was. I mean, the score... Um, at the end, might not have, have seemed like that so much, but you know, as as you watch the game and and as we do as as coaches and as a team watch the the film from from the year before, you know, it was it was a tough game. It really was, and uh, we expect much of the same. Uh, they're they're very much a running uh, option offense. They run it very well. Uh, this is their second year with the system with uh, their new head coach, and 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 they're they're doing a lot of good things. Um, and, uh, it's always hard to, it's hard to prepare for a team like that because when you play an option team and they've been working their, their, their steps, their alignments, their footwork, and, uh, and it becomes very choreographed, uh, it, it, it all goes very fast. And, um, no matter what you do to try to prepare for a team like that, you know, with, with prep time, you can never simulate the, the speed, the, how smooth they run it. And there's always a bit of a shock that goes along with that at the beginning of a game. And, um, you know, that's kind of the thing that, that we preached all week. And, and that's really, you know, from a def- defensive standpoint, that's something that we really concentrated on this week, that understanding that no matter how well we try to run this in practice, when you get out there Friday night, it's going to be a challenge because it's going to all be twice as fast as what you're seeing it as right now. And so that's, that, that's going to be tough. And, and um, they play they play some some pretty good defense too, so it's, it's going to be a challenge for us all the way around. But um, one that we're excited for for sure. Is the key when you're defending against that option, uh, making sure that they understand that they have to trust their teammate. This is where you're going. The other guy will cover this, you know, because if they decide I'm going to make a play, now they get faked out by the option, the ball gets tossed, and and all of a sudden there's a lane open. Is that the main key? Like trust the system, trust the guy next to you, and 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 try not to be too much of a hero. Yeah, you know, there's another catchphrase with football. Uh, whenever you're playing a team, whether it's um, whether it's an option team or like a Joliet Catholic that runs a double wing in a, in a slightly different way. And you start talking about things like assignment football from a, de- a defensive perspective. But, you know, what we take it, we take it one step further, and it is assignment football from the standpoint of not so much that this person is a fullback, this person is a quarterback, this person is a pitch man from that perspective, but you have an assignment on every given play, and you have to read your keys and fulfill that assignment, um, not so much as you're supposed to tackle this guy every play, but if you don't read your keys, if you don't take your step, if we don't, um, you know, um, recognize the formation, if we don't align correctly, if we're not in the call that was called, all those things are detriments. So uh, it, it is a much more focused approach when you play a team like this because you do have to know what your role is and you do have to fulfill that role. And it, it, it pretty much goes unsaid when, when you're when you're playing like that you have to rely on, on your teammate next to you that they're doing the same thing. Otherwise, you're not covering all aspects of a, of a specific play. So, you know, then 
that definitely comes into comes into play when you're playing defense against a team like that. Conference play begins Friday night for the Evergreen Park Mustangs. They're home for the first time all season. I expect it'll be a lively crowd and a great game between two rivals. Uh, these kids. They get up for Oak Lawn just as much as Oak Lawn gets up for Evergreen Park. And head coach Jerry Verde, uh, good luck this weekend, and we will talk to you next week here on the EP Podcast. Absolutely. Another show is wrapped up. Another show's in the books. Another show is wrapped up. And then by the looks, it's going to be a good one. And we'll see you next week. And the nude is Another show is wrapped up, another show is wrapped up, another show is wrapped up, and it's in the books. Another show is wrapped up, another show is wrapped up, and by the looks, it's gonna be a good one. Nudie's Basement, broadcast, Basement, Nudie's Basement, the Broad Basement. The EP Podcast. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found and always at theeppodcast.com.